0: Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, senior leader of the Awakening House of Prayer global movement. We are headquartered here in South Florida. I have a church called Awakening House of Prayer. We're a house of prayer. We're a church, healing rooms, deliverance rooms, prophecy rooms, an epicenter in the region, a spiritual warfare hub. And God is good. God is willing. If you're in South Florida, come on over. 1047 a.m. First service, second service, 1.30 p.m. Two entirely different messages, two entirely different worship teams, different worship styles, different encounters. All day long, Awakening House of Prayer. Join us for our Sunday services. If you are in the nations or in my nation, there's never been a more critical time for prayer. It's not just the virus. It's not just... An election process it's just the age in which we live and I'm looking for intercessors to raise up as intercessory prayer leaders maybe you're an intercessor if you love God and you love to pray you can lead others you can mobilize intercessors in your city via zoom via whatsapp via uh, go to meeting via telephone and you can be part of the solution to pray without ceasing you can join the movement Pray at least once a month. Gather those intercessors. Be the hub in your city. Awakening Prayer Hubs, endorsed by Cindy Jacobs, Lou Ingle, Mike Bickle, Dr. Michael Brown. I mean, it goes on and on and on. The leaders of the body of Christ are standing with us as we contend for awakening in our cities. AwakeningPrayerHubs.com. Join a hub in your city. If there's not one, pray about starting one. AwakeningPrayerHubs.com. Amen. Ignite. If you're part of the Ignite Network, shout out. We've got, I've got to look how many nations are represented at Ignite, because I haven't done that in a while. It's an international family of prophetic people who don't judge each other. We understand each other, even when we don't understand each other. We don't judge each other, but we're learning, we're growing about, we're learning and growing in the prophetic, learning about the prophetic, dreams and visions, and doing spiritual warfare, practicing the gifts, getting your questions answered, IgniteNow.org, join that family if that's going to bless your life. Amen. Listen, today's devotion is from evenings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still, small voice of God. It was the second devotional the Holy Spirit gave me. And today's devotion, wait for it, it's titled Expect Prayer Answers. I have a very high level of expectation today. And if you will raise your expectation level today, my, 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 the days ahead will be brilliant for you. Many times we don't expect good things and we don't get good things. We don't expect God things and we don't get God things. But if we will begin to expect God's best, we're more likely to get it and many times sooner than we may think. Today's devotion titled Expect Prayer Answers. And here is what I heard the Lord say. Sometimes you are not getting the answers you want because you're not asking me the right questions, says the Lord. Sometimes you don't know what questions to ask. Sometimes you ask the right questions, but don't sit still long enough to hear the answer. So what are you supposed to do? Sometimes the blanket prayer for wisdom and revelation is best. But when you pray, expect the answer. Look for the answer, says the spirit of the living God. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Expect the answers. Come on, we're going somewhere with this. Mark eleven twenty-four, Matthew 6, 7, Luke 18, 1 are the scripture references for today. Now the prayer starter, I don't want to pray amiss. Yet sometimes I realize I don't know how to pray rightly. I don't know what I really need. Help me pray accurate prayers, God. Show me what to pray. Teach me to quiet my spirit long enough to hear your voice. Give me wisdom and revelation concerning prayer. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we praise you this morning. (laughs) We praise you. We are expected this morning, so we praise you in expectation. We worship you in expectation. We glorify your name in expectation. We couldn't possibly ever enter your presence and not expect to be blessed. There's no way we can stand in your presence and not be encountered with your unfailing love. You are a wonderful counselor. You are a magnanimous God, you're so generous, you're so good. When things look bad, you're still good. When things look wrong, you're still righteous. When things look impossible, you say, I am the God of impossibilities and nothing is impossible to the one who believes. We are in expectation today, God. (laughs) We are waiting for the still small voice to pierce through the darkness that's tried to cover our soul with discouragement. We're waiting for the entrance of your word to bring the light that doesn't just pierce the darkness, but dispels the darkness of doubt, dispels the darkness of discouragement, dispels the darkness of despondency. God, we are waiting on you today. We're going to learn to wait on you. We're going to learn to wait on you, not with impatience, Not with frustration. We're going to learn to wait on you with expectancy. Your word tells us very plainly that our expectation will not be cut off. (laughs) The enemy cannot sever our expectation in God. The enemy cannot permanently thwart or delay the prayer answers. He might get in the middle. He might middle. He might distract. He might warn the heavens against the angels, bringing the answers like he did in the days of Daniel. But our expectation shall not be cut off. So God, would you help us today, when we pray, to begin to look for the answer. Not with a frustrated desperation, but with a holy desperation. Knowing that sooner or later you're gonna move. Knowing that not every prayer answer can manifest in a minute. Not every prayer answer leads to an instantaneous reply in the form of a miracle, but every prayer answer that is prayed, every prayer that's prayed according to your will, you hear it and you will answer. You're not ignoring us. You're not neglecting us. You're not rejecting us. Come on, somebody needs to hear that this morning. God is not rejecting you. Somebody needs to understand that this morning. God is not ignoring you. God has not set your prayer to the side because he's too busy answering somebody else's petition. That is not the God that we serve. He is for you, not against you. He is with you. God, give us that revelation today. Help us, when we pray, to wait with an exhilarated expectation, knowing that an answer might not come that second, that moment, that day. Maybe even not that year, but it's going to come. And God is never late. Father, we thank you. We praise you because you are never late. You're always on time. You know everything. and You know the perfect time to release the answer. Even if it doesn't make sense to us, we're going to trust you. Even if we can't figure out what it is you're doing or why you're not doing something we want you to do, we're going to trust you. You know better than we do, God. You know better. You know better. You are supreme ruler of the universe, omniscient. You know everything. All wise. You have all wisdom, and you're willing to share with us your wisdom. So God, would you help us today when we pray? pray with an expectation of an answer even if the answer is no because we pray wrong come on we don't like that we don't like god to tell us no do we we don't like that father help us understand that if you say no or not yet that that's the best plan for us and that is your mercy and that is your grace if you say no it's because you've got something better. Help us to know that. Help us to receive that. Help us to understand and accept that. That if you say no, if you don't open a door, it's because there's a better door. If you don't make that divine connection, then maybe that connection that we thought was divine really wasn't so divine. Would you help us to trust you? That's your good. But if you don't bring that job opportunity, if we don't get that dream job we apply for, maybe, that dream job wasn't as dreamy as we thought it was. Maybe there's a, a larger dream. Maybe we're supposed to dream bigger. Just maybe we're not thinking big enough. Would you help us, Lord? Oh, Jesus, I feel the Holy Ghost on that. Some of you, the reason why God said no is not because he was withholding a blessing. It was because you were thinking too small. It'd be the equivalent of God wanting to give you a, a jet airplane. and. You're just praying for a bicycle. God wants to give us more, many times, than we can dare to ask for. Many times, we don't have the faith for it. Many times, we're believing too small. We're just trying to get by, and God's trying to give us more than enough, so we're praying for the wee bit, and God's trying to send the deluge of blessings in our lives. God, would you help us to continue this shape, to expand our thinking, to expand our faith. Lord, we have access to the mind of Christ. We wanna think bigger. Come on, who wants to think bigger with me today? We wanna to think bigger. We don't wanna engage in low-level thinking. We don't wanna engage in barely getting by. We don't wanna engage in that poverty mentality. We wanna engage in that limited thinking. We wanna think big. We wanna think mega. We wanna think massive. We wanna think monumentous. We wanna think bigger than we thought before because you're a big God. So expand our mindset. God. help us to see beyond our current woes. Help us to see beyond the current trial. Help us to see beyond the, the current restrictions. Help us to see beyond the current warfare. Help us to see beyond the current reality. Help us to see beyond, Help us to see beyond. help us to see beyond, would you help us to see beyond where we are now, to the place that you want to take us in the spirit. Help us to see beyond where we are now, to the place that you want to take us in our careers, help us to see beyond where we are now to the place that you want to take us, that place of authority, where our emotions are stable, where we're steady, where we're strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. Or should I say stronger in the Lord and the power of his mind. You are moving us from glory to glory. Help us to see where we are, but Lord, help us to see where we're going so that we can press toward the mark of the prize. Help us to see beyond. We don't want to be stuck in a present reality that doesn't define our lives, and we're not gonna let our present reality define our lives, no matter how good our lives are right now, no matter how much success we have right now, this present doesn't define us. Who we are in Christ defines us. And who we are in Christ is more than who we are now because we are being transformed into his image little by little. So next year, you're gonna be stronger. Next year, you're gonna be wiser. Next year, you're going to be more able. So, Father, we thank you that we won't be discontent in this moment, but we're, we won't be satisfied to the point of complacency. Help us, Lord. We don't want to be discontent because we know there's more. We want to be expected because we know there's more. Come on. Help us, Lord, not to be discontent with where we are. Even if it's the middle of a trial, the middle of a storm, the middle of a warfare, we don't have to be discontented because we are in you and you are our contentment. Paul said, I've learned the secret, whether I'm abased or whether I'm abounding. I've learned how to be content, Paul said, in any situation, he said, I'll tell you the secret of being content in every situation. He said, the secret to being content in any situation is is this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So Father, would you help us not to be discontent in the warfare? Help us not to be discontent in the trial. Help us not to be discontent in the grief. To understand that this too shall pass. And instead of being discontent where we are, let us switch our mindsets to be expectant about what you're going to do expecting the deliverance, expecting the healing, expecting the victory in the warfare, expecting the triumph in the trial, expecting you to show up and make the wrong things right, expecting the, ju- the, the, the justice, expecting the vengeance on our enemies, expecting Help us, Lord, to shift our mindset from barely getting by to understanding that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. That no weapon formed against us shall prosper, but every tongue that rises up against us in judgment shall be condemned. Help us to switch our mindsets, expecting every day good things to happen, expecting every day wisdom to flow, expecting every day strength and energy and power to walk through the day. Help us to stop thinking so far ahead that we get overwhelmed and anxious about what might happen, but just to enjoy your presence this day, God. Help us to expect those prayer answers. Kenneth Hagin used to always quote from Mark 11. Kenneth E. Hagin was like one of his major scriptures. You remember in Mark eleven twenty four and... He quotes Jesus, the, the scripture, Mark quotes Jesus saying, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and you shall have it. Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So Father, when we said pray, when we go to our prayer closet when we're, driving in our car, praying in the spirit, wherever we determined to pray, whenever we determined to pray, while we're praying, help us to pray with expectation that you hear and you answer us when we pray anything according to your will, when we have your heart, your mind, when we pray according to your will, you hear us. We can be confident of that, John the beloved, in First John, said we can be confident of that when we pray anything according to your will. We can be confident that you hear us. We know if you hear us, you answer us. That means we've got it. We might not see it yet, but we can expect to see it. We might not see the breakthrough yet, but we can expect to see it. As a matter of fact, let me give you a little bit of wisdom. Sometimes when you pray for something or someone, the circumstance. Sometimes seems to get worse before it gets better. That's because it unleashed your prayer, unleashed a war in the heaven. And the enemy may have been beating up on you. And when you decided to pray, he goes in for one last push. But he's going to lose. Expect to win. God, we expect to win. We expect victory. We expect to see your promises manifesting in our lives. We expect it. We expect it. We expect it. We expect good things to happen today. Your word tells us, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be opened to you. God, we expect when we seek you to find you. When we seek wisdom to find it. When we seek strategies for our businesses, we, we expect to receive those strategies, the blueprints from heaven. When we, when we seek uh, a wisdom about how to deal with our kids and how to navigate the issues of life, and we expect the wisdom. You said if we don't have wisdom, that we can ask you and you'll pour it out liberally an overflow of wisdom. Help us to stand in faith. Listen faith expects and fear expects I've said some of you on the broadcast today you've been expecting bad things you've been expecting more drama and I'm not picking on you I understand why you expect that because that's what you've been getting and the enemy wants to train us to expect bad things by bringing a series of bad things you ever heard bad things come in threes you ever heard that the enemy wants to retrain your brain. See, there's a war for your mind. Who's going to renew your mind? The enemy or the war? And the enemy wants to renew your mind to expect bad things. And I'm not, I'm saying, I understand. I used to always expect bad things to happen because bad things always happen. I didn't ever expect anything to work out because nothing did work out. But guess what? I changed the way I think. Or I should say, God changed the way I think. Glory to God. It's not that I never have to battle with fear or anything like that, you can be free of something, but it doesn't mean that you've gotten completely rid of it, right? You can dust your house, the dust comes back in a week, somebody even comes back faster. You can fill up your car with gas, and guess what? You gotta fill it up again. So you can be delivered of fear, you can be delivered of anxiety, but that doesn't mean those spirits will come and try to talk to you from the outside and cause you to expect bad things to happen. So we're going to choose today. Father, renew our minds to your goodness. Because we're going to choose today. We're going to choose today. Life. We're going to choose today to expect something good to happen. We're going to choose today to stand in faith until it does. We're going to choose today to keep on believing what your word says because your word is true. We're going to choose today to expect you to move even if we don't see it, even if we don't feel it, even if we don't recognize it. We're going to choose to believe that you are moving in our lives. You are moving on our behalf. You are working all things together for the good. You are. We're gonna to choose to believe that, help us to believe. Help us to stand in faith, expecting good, instead of expecting bad. Today we choose to put those old mindsets behind us. By the grace of God, with the help of the Almighty, we choose to put the old patterns of thinking, the expectation of woe, the anxiety about tomorrow, We say, that's not our portion, and we reject it. We choose to expect something good to happen today. We choose to expect to walk in a wisdom beyond our years today. We choose to expect to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit today. We choose to walk in the truth of God today that expels darkness. We choose to walk in love today because we've received the love of God, shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. We choose today, life. We choose life. We choose life. We expect life, the life of God to flow through us, the people around us, so they too can experience the secret of being content. That the strength of God empowers us to do what we could never do apart from him. We bless your holy name today, God. We're so grateful. We are expecting prayer answers. We're going to stay in that attitude of expectation no matter what happens, no matter what people say, no matter what circumstances say, because guess what? Your circumstances have a voice. No matter what the devil says, no matter what, we're going to expect good things to happen. And even if they don't, we know you're going to work the bad thing into something good because you said you would. So even if something bad happens, we're not expecting it. But even if it does, even if today doesn't go our way, even if we're exhausted by 2 o'clock and we don't need to finish what we started, even if our kids come home with a bad report, even if our spouses come home in a bad mood, we're going to still choose to believe that God is on the throne And he is working things out for our good and if we didn't see all the goodness of god we wanted to see today well i just believe it's stored up for another day and you're going to get double for your trouble triple for your trial amen god is good i've just noticed something lately that no matter what you say somebody's going to be upset about it you could say the sky is blue today and some of them say what you have against red skies you know it doesn't seem to matter what we say anymore somebody's got to try to stir strife out of it can i get a witness am i the only one that that's happening to will you will you give me a witness today it doesn't matter you could say cocker spaniels are so cute and someone would say all dogs have demons what is wrong with you you don't discern the reality It doesn't seem to matter what we say, there's someone that wants to stir up strife. The reading comprehension is so low in the world that people don't even understand what you meant. They read between the lines, they wanna put words in your mouth. I always say this, the only one who's allowed to put words in my mouth is the Holy Ghost. They attack you, they accuse you over something you never said, never thought, never imagined, never even entered into your mind. And somehow they've pegged you as a heretic, a false prophet, a witch, a turncoat, a racist. And there's a lot of racists in the world, but chances are, if you're on my broadcast, you follow my ministry, chances are you're not one of them. You won't last long if you are. It doesn't seem to matter what we say. So here's the strategy. Cast out the scorner. Don't answer back. You can't argue. Then if you try to clarify what you said, if you try to say, actually, that's not what I said. What I said was this. Then they attack you and they say, well, you're defensive. (laughs) You try to help them understand so that they'll stop cursing you so that that curse doesn't boomerang off you and hit them in the head because God doesn't like it when they curse you. You're trying to spare them. The harvest on the seed that they're sowing by cursing you and arguing with you. You try to explain to them in a very kind manner what it is that you said, so they can be free from. Oh no! But then you're defensive, so you got to cast out the scorner. Proverbs twenty-two ten. I love this. We're going to pray through this. Cast out the scorner, and the contention will leave. Yes, strife and reproach will cease cast out the scorner, cast out the scoffer, cast them out, unfriend them. Don't just hit the Facebook snooze button for 30 days, because 30 days from now, barring a encounter with the love of God, they're not going to stop. Now, anybody can change, but cast out the scorner. There's one or two on my broadcast that You've come against me so hard, and you come back in and repent, and you'll come against me again, and you'll send me an apology letter. I love you, but you need deliverance. You need to cast the scorner out of you. Some of you listening to me, listen. Some of you listening to me, you maybe you not attack me, but maybe. And I love you. i would never accuse you, but maybe there's one or two that you're contentious with other people that you've slammed people for their beliefs, that you've condemned them because they believe different than you about a social issue or some other issue. Maybe you've done that. Guess what? We all have to look at our own hearts. We have to cast the scorner out of us. You understand? It's one thing for us to say, oh, they're attacking me. Oh, they're coming against me. Oh, they're speaking ill of me. Oh, they're cursing me. We have to ask ourselves, do we have a scorner in us? Did we scorn somebody else? Is that why we're getting scorned? Is that why we're getting cursed? Have we been sowing those seeds? Come on, you know me. I don't point fingers without first looking at my heart. In other words, I'm not just telling all of you out there, block people who don't agree with you. I'm saying, let us look at our own hearts as part of this process. Are we guilty of what we don't like other people doing to us? Are we guilty ourselves of doing the thing that we don't like for people to do to us? If we would all live by the golden rule, do unto others as we'd like them to do, then we wouldn't have this problem. So listen. If you have scorn in you, you're going to keep attracting scorn to your life. In other words, the enemy's going to keep bringing it. You will have no friends on Facebook because you have to block everybody because it's just this whole big mess. Can you see it? It's like a demonic swirl. So, Father, if we have a scorner in us, I bet you didn't see me going this way, did you? If we have a scorner in us, Lord, cast the scorner out of us. Cast the fault finder out of us. If we have a scorner in us, or because clearly there are people that are just being nasty to us, and we know that, but we don't want to be negligent and prideful and say, well, maybe we're acting that way to other people. Cast the scorner out of us, God, so that we have the authority to cast the scorner out of our life. You know, the scorner like you ever played that game, Whack-A-Mole? Remember that game, Whack-A-Mole? Maybe you're too... Young to remember it, but like the mole comes up, pop, and they're they're pop pop pop. You gotta hit it with a big padded mallet. Pop, pop, pop. The scorners are just pop, 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 they're popping up everywhere right now. So our first responsibility is to make sure we don't have common ground with the scorner so we can we can cast it out. Amen. Another version says, drive out the mocker and out goes the strife. Quarrels and insults are ended. Say that again. Drive out the mocker and out goes the strife. Quarrels and insults are ended. Cast out the scoffer, drive out the mocker. Get rid of a conceited person and there will be no more arguments, quarreling, or name calling. Throw out the mocker and strife departs too. Furthermore, quarrels and discord will end. Destroy the evil one and cast out the contentious. Abolish judgment and shame, lest he sit in the assembly of shame and shame all of you. Drive out the mocker, cast out the scorner, throw out the mocker, and fighting goes too. Quarrels and insults will disappear. So Father, cleanse us. From mocking and scorning spirits, if we have engaged in that, I'm not saying we have demons, but maybe, maybe some, maybe some of maybe some of us do. But Lord, if see, whatever this mindset is—this pride, this haughtiness—that causes us to behave in a way of mocking and scorning and scoffing and arguing and fighting and insulting, Lord, deliver us from that, because it grieves your heart. We do not want to be on the wrong side of God. Would you help us, Jesus? And we take authority right now over every scorning spirit that tries to attack us, every mocking spirit, every contentious spirit, every quarreling spirit, every insulting spirit, these demon powers that want to just get under our skin by picking at everything we say and everything we do, making a fight where there's nothing to fight about. We bind these scoffing, scorning, mocking, contentious spirits and the witchcraft, and the curses, in Jesus' name. And we ask your God to help us grow up so that we are not tempted to engage with these wicked spirits influencing the flesh of people to act in such unreasonable ways that it defies all reality. We submit ourselves to you, God, because a fool's lips bring strife. Proverbs 18, six, a fool's, ma- a fool's lips bring strife and his mouth invites a beating. And Lord, we forgive the scoffers and the mockers and we ask you to forgive them and cleanse them and help them. We forgive those who have cursed us publicly and privately. We forgive those who want to keep on and on and on and on when they don't know they're right anymore than we know we're right. We choose to forgive today because we want to walk in a higher plane. We want to walk in a place of authority. We don't want to be like the scoffer and the mocker and the contentious one and the scorner. We don't want to be like that. We want to rise above it. So help us to grow up and be a model to the next generation of what walking like Christ looks like. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen? Isn't God good? Wouldn't that settle it? I know you all know what I'm talking about. On my particular Facebook page, we were blocking a lot of it, and some of it we just left up there so other people could see how foolish these people are behaving so that when the dust on this particular season settles, we can call out some examples without names of just how nasty people are so maybe we can demonstrate how not to behave need to point back to this time in history and the church needs to repent you might not have been engaging in these kinds of behaviors that we're seeing where the church is literally split in the middle just like the nation but you need to repent on behalf of the church even if you have not engaged in these behaviors it's called identificational repentance remember daniel Repented on behalf of Israel. Daniel was a holy, righteous man. Daniel hadn't been a part and partaker of serving idols. Yet he was still in captivity and he repented on behalf of Israel. You might not have done anything wrong. I'm sure most of you following me haven't engaged in these things. So repent for the rest of the body of Christ that has, because God loves everybody. He's not condemning anybody. He's not condemning us. He's not condemning those scoffers and the mockers he just wants them to stop some of these people that don't know the lord bible says the unbelievers are judged already so we need to pray in this hour for the church and for the lost, because the church right now is not being a very good witness to the world not being a very good witness it's got to grieve the holy spirit this should be our shining moment this should be our shining moment But God is still good and we need to keep ourselves encouraged. You know what? The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. I know this has been a very difficult year. It's been a tragic year on many fronts for many people. And that's part of the reason people are acting so out of sorts. They're acting out of sorts because they're hurt, they're wounded, they're scared. We have to be the shining light in the church and be those who minister to others, but we can't expect the world to receive us as ministers of the gospel when we're biting and devouring each other. Amen. We can all do better. God is good. I just want you to be encouraged. You know what? All this is going to pass one day. Eternity is a long, long time. We want to bring as many people with us as we can. We want to take as many people with us to heaven as we can. So we want to be that good witness. Let our lives be living living epistles. And many of you have friends on social media that aren't saved. Be a good witness. Amen. God is good. If you want to sow into this ministry, I'm going to take 30 seconds to tell you how to do that before we move on. You can use uh, jenniferleclair.org slash donate. All the ways to give are there. You can use jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can use Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign. I am Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the text to give, text the word pray to 754-701-2161. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. God is good all the time. Go over there to schoolofthespirit.tv and see what's going on. We've got a new series starting soon, navigating the will of God. The school of prayer and intercession, guys, some of you need to get involved in that, learn how to pray. The times we're in, we need to all different, you know, the Bible says to pray with all manner of prayer. That's what the Bible says, to pray with all manner of prayer. So you need to learn all kinds of different kinds of ways to pray. And Some of you, your life would be better if you understood some of the mysteries of prayer. And you can get involved in the school of prayer and intercession if you choose to. We've got the School of the Seers over there. All this is at schoolofthespirit.tv. God is good. All right, guys, have a great day. I will see you later on today. Bless you. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer,